So I've been praying and seeking the Lord, and I feel like this is what I need to, sh to share with you. Um, Sunday morning, two Sundays ago, I'm sorry, two Sundays ago, but you did it last Sunday too. Um, we were singing Waymaker. And as I was worshiping the Lord, I heard the Spirit tell me, um, because the words, that is who you are, just, I, I have to declare those every time we do it. It's almost, I'm not singing now, I'm just declaring, this is who you are. But what he said was, say, that is who you are for me. That is who you are for me. And, and I felt like, we needed to declare it, but I didn't know if it was God, and so I just didn't. Well, after the service, Sharon's like, come here, come here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. What do I? And I, she said, did you have something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you didn't share it. No. Because <laughs> I wasn't sure it was God, you know. And she said, she said, anytime you have something you need, if you just have to come to me and say, I believe I have something, that's fine. Because, you know, you guys are up there. But don't not do it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and the reason that I hesitate is because I'm still kind of foggy about things. But, but then the Lord said, yes, but who do you hear right now? I hear you. I don't hear myself. I hear you. So I should have come forward. I apologize for that. And so when they asked me if um, I would do this, I said, Sharon, what do you want me to talk about? She goes, you do whatever God tells you to do. Okay. So this is what the Lord showed me to do, is that we need to be able to hear the Holy Spirit, know it's Him, and I know we can, that was just me, um, and to declare who we are in him. Um, it's so vital for our lives, um, so important that we know that is who, we, who, he, who he is for us. So I'm just gonna real quick go through and give you some scriptures for each of those words, because I know when we're singing, Sometimes we're not, um, we're singing and we're not hearing what we're singing, if, if that makes sense. We're, we're just saying it. We're just, oh yeah, here's another, here's a song again. And we really shouldn't look at worship like that because this worship goes to God. We're not just here, you know, to play games. We're here to connect. And if we don't connect then all the things that God has for us, we could miss, and we don't want to miss, and I don't want you to miss what God's doing and can do in your life through worship. It's powerful, um, and, and then we're all together, so it's even more um, helpful, I think, for us because the Holy Spirit's moving, and there are other people that the Lord say, hey, and give to you to be obedient and say what God puts on your heart. I know it's not always easy, um, to do that, but if we have the mindset of God, if you tell me something, I'm going, I'm going to say. And if you ever have that, Sharon, if Sharon is in the audience or 
Brian or whoever's, if there's somebody in the staff, you just go to them and say, hey, I feel like God has given me this. And you can tell them, and if it fits in, fine. If it doesn't, don't feel bad. You know, maybe it's for another time. God is always good. And if he gives us something, there's going to be a time for you to either share it with your family or whatever. But there was a reason why God gave it to you. So don't just dismiss it. You know, write it down or whatever then and say, okay, God, I'll just do this for me. And then he may have you share it with somebody else. So there's never a time when God gives us something that it isn't something that he might want you to share. You know, so... um, so Waymaker, um, Isaiah 43, 19. This scripture says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert, in the wasteland. So when we say that word, those words, Waymaker, get the picture that you get from that scripture of God uh, bringing a new thing he's bringing up life is what he's doing he's bringing life into our life um and he's bringing streams he's he's having us be nourished and refreshed and and all the things that water does for us helps us he's doing that for us and he has said that so that we know why he's a way maker and there's other scriptures. This is just one I picked out. There are lots of scriptures out there that God says, I will make a way in the wilderness. I will do this for you. And what did he do? He did it through Christ. So those streams and, and the, that water and the, um, uh, the, the newness of life, God has already done through Christ. Hallelujah. I mean, that's awesome. But sometimes we forget that. And when the, like I was saying, when the devil hits us with something, our mind is like, oh, what do I do now? What do I do now? What do I do now? No. What do you do? You go to God. You give it to him. You say, God, I don't know what to do with this. That's my words all usually. I don't know what to do with this, God, but you do. So you just show me what to do and I will do it. And I think knowing that Jesus has already made that way. He's already done it. Should help us understand what God's trying to do. And he always wants us to listen to him. Always. That's for our good. Okay? And his glory. Um, The next one. um, Well, and I wrote down here. When there seems to be no way, Jesus brings a refreshing in our lives when we are surrounded by the desert. Jesus shines his light and shows us the way out of the darkness that is closing in. So any time and every time that you know that that's what the enemy is doing, you say, no, no, that's not, that's not what God has done for me. He has, he has given me a place and a purpose, and I, can, and I will find what God wants me to do in this situation. If we do that, we, we know we're conquerors in Christ, but you're just... You're just putting it out there showing the enemy, I am a conqueror through Christ. This is not going to stay in my life. Um, the second one is miracle worker. Psalm 77, 11. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. 
And then verse 14, 14 says, you are the God who performs miracles. Yes. Woo! Miracles, ladies. Yay. Miracles, signs and wonders. That's our God. You display your power among your people. And we declare that, God, in this place, yes. Father, that you display your power among your people because that's who we are. Yes. We are his people. And I know this was the Old Testament, but we're, new, we're his people in Christ. Yes. So that's what God does for us. Um, he is a miracle worker. He has done so many things. And I, I, the Lord brought this back to my remembrance, but long time ago, my, my granddaughter's 21, but this was when she was three. And I'm driving, and all of a sudden I get this vision of this little girl coming out of a, her back door. And, well, I'll go back. I saw my son come out of the back door, and their, their garage was right there, and he was going to get in the car. And baby doll, she followed him. And she was behind the car. And, I, and I'm like, well, you know, you're like, what? what? And, and immediately, I just started praying in the Holy Ghost. I don't know if this is happening right now. I don't know, God. But I heard the Lord say, if he runs over her, he will never be the same. I said, no, that's not happening. In Jesus' name, that is not happening. And I just started praying in the Holy Ghost. I thought, Lord, I'm, a, I'm driving in a car, but something was going on. So I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. You know, back then, that, no phones. I'm praying, and I got a release of it. And I said, Lord, thank you so much. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on, but I know she's safe, and I know you took care of it. So I was go going home, so I got home. I get on the phone, Jennifer, is everything okay? Yeah. I said, you're sure? Abigail's fine. Aaron's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I said, I just had this vision, and I told her what it was. She said, I said, D so everything's fine. So have you had that happen? Did something like that kind of happen? So she thought back, and she goes, I don't know. I'll call you back. So a little bit later, she calls me back, and she goes, you are right. She said, that happened, and she followed Aaron outside, and I just saw her little head and thought, oh, my, he's not going to see her. And she, she ran out and grabbed her. And so this morning, the Lord showed me that. He goes, I showed you what could have happened if you aren't praying for your kids. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. So... He's good all the time, right? All the time. And that, I think that was the most awakening thing for me to know. I need to pray over my children every day. I need to pray over the, in the Spirit over them um, and to keep the angels around them. We don't want the enemy to be able to get into our family, our lives at all, ever. So when I, and I think that was because it says he performs miracle, miracles and he displays his power among us. So he took care of the situation. Then he showed me what could have happened if that hadn't have come forth. So our prayers, even if we don't see them right away or understand why God gives us what he does, he's going to show you. I mean, he's going to reveal that to you so that you know. Anything and everything that God does is not wasted. He's doing it for a purpose. And sometimes we look at it and go, you know how long I've prayed for this? 
You know how long I pray? Doesn't matter. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. Because God hears it, and there's a time. There's a time and a place for everything. And he knows it. So if you just keep being faithful, he's going to take care of that. Um, the third one is promise keeper. Psalms 145.13. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Let's see. I think this one, I have, I have two. Um, I'm going to tell you what it is. It could be Isaiah 54.10 or Joshua 21.43. I've got both of them. I could have put them together, so I think that's what I did. Sorry. Um, Thus the Lord gave Israel all the land he had sworn to give their fathers, and they took possession of it. And the Lord gave them rest on every side. None of their enemies could stand against them. Woo! all their enemies into their hands just as he had sworn to his fa- to to their fathers that's who our god is when he says it it happens <laughs> and whatever he has decla- whatever we declare the word when we grab that word and we declare it then god's doing it for us because we are his chosen we um I'm, that's the next scripture but we are his chosen so that to me is awesome. Um, I didn't know Jesus till I was 16. And so I wish I would have. I wish I would have had, you know, parents who loved Jesus and I could have grown up in that and um, known the Lord when I was younger. So that's a blessing, I think. That's a real true blessing for your children and grandchildren um, for you if you were saved when you were younger. Because you just you can just grab all of God and, you know, by the time those kids grab a hold of it, and by the time they're 12, 15 years old, like Landon, they're speaking the word and they know what God's saying. They hear that they hear his voice. So that's to me is just priceless. There's just nothing else that is more important that for me and my grandbabies is to know this is what God says about you. And this is who he is for you. So, um, the last one is, he is a light in the darkness, John 8, 12. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but he will have the light of life. The light of life. John uh, 1, 4, and 5 say, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never ex- extinguish it. So all those four things are so true. And for God to give that, I think it was to Michael W., right? Um, he, I think he wrote all of the Waymaker thing, him and his daughter maybe, or the people that he knows. Anyway, thank you, Jesus. Oh, shucks. Okay. Um, When he wrote all of these and God gave him the words, there is a reason for that. Because if you've you've just looked at what I I have said in those four things, the last one being the light in the darkness, Jesus, I mean, he was our way maker and he was our miracle worker. God was doing miracles in the Old Testament. He was our promise keeper in the Old Testament. But... The light 
in the darkness came through Christ. And he put that light in us so that we could walk like Jesus walked and do what Jesus did in our lives so that we can minister to other people. Our salvation is so we can share it. That's what the Bible says. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Tell everybody. Let everybody know by your life, by what you say, how you act, how you react. That's a, that's a big one, how we react to what people do. I've had to learn, Barb, don't react. Yes. Don't react. Mm -hmm. Just zip it. <laughs> but, but I've had to learn that because I... I, I I wanted to help. I wanted to. But I wasn't doing it in God. I was just doing it in myself. And so God says, just wait. Just hang on. You know? I'm like, God, I'm going to be slow to speak, slow to listen, and quick, quick to hear. And that scripture has been like God just kind of, I've been meditating on that for like four years. <laughs> you know, it's just like, there's more to this, God. I know there is because there's relationship and if for, for lots of people. I mean, all your family, your children, people you work with, that matters. God's put you there. That's your mission field. And so wherever you are, God's going to give you what you need to do your mission field. And all of these scriptures, all the things that they put in this song, seeing that um, that's Jesus, that's God, that's what he's done, that gives us a backup and something to stand in and say, this is what I believe. This is what God's going to do for me and give him praise. So um, uh, I wanted to share those four things. And then the Lord sent me to, and I know everybody has one of these, so I thought that was kind of cool, um, sent me to this, to our little, little um, who, who I am in Christ, okay? And my identity. Yeah, if you don't, grab one, because these are really, really, yeah, really, really good. Really, really good. And so I told the Lord, I said, okay, so you're going to have to show me what to do with this. I understand it. This is what I do, but there's more to it, okay? So I have this list. I'm going to go a little bit deeper here so that we can, and we'll go through that. Um, Hebrews 6.19. And I'm, and I'm going to refer to all of these uh, who I am in Christ. Okay, they're all, that's what I'm talking about. So you get, okay. Um, we have this hope, this confident expectation of Jesus and what he did as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. This hope enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. And he has become our high priest forever. And the next scripture that God gave me was 1 Peter 2.9. Because we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. And that word means we're family. Okay? That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And this is who we are in Jesus. Hallelujah. This is who God has made us. We are no longer in darkness. If you're having an issue with something and it feels dark, then just get on your knees or stand. I can't get on my knees. 
and, and, and pray in the Holy Spirit. God will show you and pull you out of that darkness, show you what you might have done to let the enemy in, and you cut it off. That's, we're not doing that anymore. I had to do that a lot when I was reacting. People at work, I would react to them, and I was so upset at myself. I was upset because they were acting the way they were, but I was so upset with myself because I was reacting. I would go to my friend's house crying at noon. Why am I, why am I acting this way? Why am I reacting? Because she's pulling your buttons. <laughs> you know, she's pulling this on you. Oh, okay. And Debbie helped me through that. You know, there's many days this woman was just, God, how do I get through to this woman? And finally it was like I realized I was reacting instead of letting Jesus come through me. I, and I was, that took a long, that was like a while, girls. It was a while. And I'm still teaching Sunday school, and I'm still reading the Word, but it took a while because that I had to give to God. I had to just say, you know what? I don't know what she needs. I don't know why she picks on me, but it's okay. And I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get through this with you. And... I did, and it changed me. It didn't, it, and Dee kept saying, my husband's still smiling. He said, Barb, she's just, it's just, he, the devil's using her to pull it, to, to grab, you know, mess with you. He said, if you will just give it away, just give it to him, he'll take care of it. Yeah, well, and then he, he, he told me, he said, you want to fix it. There lies the problem. <laughs> and so it was just so wonderful for the Lord, even though my husband's a man of not very many words. You know, all he had to say was, you want to fix it, and you can't. And I'm like, you're right. You are absolutely right. I didn't want to admit it. I didn't want to think that that was a bad thing. But I was trying to do it in myself, not through the Lord. And so when I switched over, um, the Lord gave me a different job. But, but, and he, I think I realized, okay, I think I'm done. I think I learned what I needed to learn. And the Lord said, now we're going to get you out of there. And he gave me a different job in there so that I didn't have to, I, 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 I could work with her, but it was like, here, <laughs> we're just going to lift you up here and put you here because here's my next mission field of every, all these other people. So, and how long were you in that other job? Oh my, uh, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was wild because I worked with her for probably nine, ten of that, and we were fine. I mean, it was fine. What happened was people started coming to me for prayer, and she could hear that, and it really infuriated her. It just infuriate, infuriated her, and she didn't like it. And I would hear her say, well, I, I could help you. I'm like, you are... I, it was just like, okay, and nobody ever went to her for that kind of thing. But I had people after people come in, and I would just talk to them, what's going on, and they would tell me, well, let me pray for you, you know, let me, you know, or, or I'll be praying for you, just depending on if they were in a hurry or whatever. And so I think that that really was something that she just couldn't handle, and she didn't know why people didn't come to her. And I thought, have you ever told, because she was friends with Dorla's daughter, and and so... She told me, well, we went to church together. I'm, that's all I know, you know, and our kids were together. So I don't know if she ever really received Christ. I don't know that. But 
it was something that God did for me. And even though I had to go through that, it helped me understand this is not about what you think. This is about what I'm doing. And you just need to work with me, you know. And he was working on me. And so that to me was awesome. And I was so thankful that, that he did that for me. Um, it wasn't fun going through, but I'm thankful that I learned. And I'm, I, I just think God was just trying to make sure that I understood when I talked to people. We have that, you know, when you go in the healing rooms, then you're, that's what you're doing. You're not reacting. You're just responding by the Holy Spirit. So, okay. Um, Hebrews 4.12. Therefore, since we have a high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted every way, just as we are, yet, we di yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace through Jesus with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find his grace to help us in our time of need. Um, and I, I'm assuming, you know, that we all understand what that means, but we don't have to stand on the outside. The veil's been torn, right? The, the veil is gone. And now we can enter in through Jesus into the Holy of Holies, into where Jesus is, <clears throat> into where God is. And I... I love to think of Jesus as being uh, the, ha ha the happy, yay kind of guy, you know, because he did twirl once, <laughs> and he could have twirled a lot. He could have been so rejoiceful at what God was doing. We don't know. I mean, they don't put it all in there. But that's who I see when I see this scripture. God is so excited when we choose, instead of ourselves to follow, we choose We choose to walk into his presence. Say, God, I don't know what to do with this. I, I, the enemy's coming against me, and this is, or my family. I, I don't know how to help, you know, my daughter, my son, my kid, grandkids. I don't know what to do, but you do. You see all. So I'm just going to pray. And when we do that, I know you all had answers to those prayers. And that in itself should help us to take that next step when we need God again. And we always need God. We always need to know he's there when there's issues going on and things like that. He cares about those things. And he wants us to feel loved enough and, and free enough to go, God, I just come in. I have to come into your presence because I need to know what to do. What do I do? Is there anything I need to do? Is something going on that I can cut off? I mean, give me, give me all that. It's terrible. I can't think of a word. Give me your wisdom. Give me your knowledge. Give me what I need from you so that I can be um, the, the prayer. I can use the prayer I need. I can say the words I need. And that's what the Word does. He gives us the words. He gives us um, the want to. He gives us everything we need. That's what He does. And we need to remember that, though, because in this day and age, it doesn't look that way. But in us, it is. When we know Jesus, that it is. It's that way for us. Um, I went to, this is where God took me then, was into Deuteronomy. 
8.3. And Moses, this is Moses, wrote this. He said, God humbled Israel, causing them to hunger and then feeding them with manna, which the ancestors had never known, to teach that 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 man does not that that man does not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the lord their clothes didn't wear out their feet didn't swell god showed them that god's showing that in what the israelites went through that's what we go through um god will be our answer for he just spoke the word manna, and it was given. Okay, I hope I'm saying this right. And then in verse 11, it says, Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. If you do, then your heart will become prideful, and you will forget that it was him that delivered and saved you, and not... and 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 saves our ways and our thoughts and we will have his thoughts and his ways and not the world's so I hope I said that right so you understand what I'm saying this was a revelation to me I am bawling in my living room reading this because the scriptures that are in Deuteronomy um, 3 okay Matthew 4 4 okay this scripture tells us when Jesus, our Savior, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After 40 days and nights of fasting, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, it is declared by God, Man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus refused to do what the enemy said. Instead, he declared the word of God. In all three of these situations, Jesus didn't give in to the enemy. He declared the word that the Lord had spoken already. That's what I thought was amazing. God has already spoken in the Old Testament and, and now we need to live it in the New Testament. And when I saw that he, what he's showing is when, the, when he told them that he was going to feed them and he said, manna, come forth, whatever, it doesn't really say in the word, it just says manna came. But he said that, feed them with manna, that that word then came alive and that's what lives in us is the power of our mouth to speak forth the word of God and it's already been done he's already done it so if we look at it that way we won't look at these scriptures just as oh yeah I've read that I've read that I've read that I've read that it will be new to you God will give it to you so that it is alive and powerful and it will be what you need when you need it that's why I spent years studying and grabbing a hold of the word I don't know if you guys remember uh, prayer, prayers that availeth much 
there was a, a front on it at the beginning and it just had declarations. And every morning, I, I was at home for 13 years when I had my second son. And so every morning, I'm reading these scriptures to myself and then eventually I could just, I knew them. But I needed that. I needed to declare those things over myself, who I am. This is what God has made me. This is what his word says I am. And the enemy doesn't like us to know that. He doesn't want us to know who we are. He doesn't want us to declare who we are. Like, you know, God, you are the way maker. This is who you are for me. So as we listen, as we see and understand, get the revelation that God had already said, manna. He had given it to them. That, that was what he's saying then don't forget what i did don't forget what i did in the old testament i was being god i was doing miracles because i needed them to see that i was going to be everything for them i wasn't just i was going to leave them and even as i read it i could see where the lord had put them and moved them there for a purpose so that he could show them himself but it took 40 years and i don't i didn't want it to take 40 years i wanted to grab a hold of his word get it into my heart so just like when when janice was praying the word comes out that's what comes out when i pray the word of god not my thoughts not oh god please i don't know what you're going to do but whatever it is that's just not it we've got to pray the word got to find god enough to go hey jesus thank you Thank you so much that you gave us your word. You gave us power. You gave us power to be able to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. That's who we are. So when we grab a hold of those scriptures, that's why the enemy wants to come against us is because he doesn't want us to speak forth the truth. And it is absolute truth for us. Um, oh, I went ahead of myself a little bit. Um, see here da, 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 da. yes um, so whatever the word says over us that is the truth and that we need to walk in it lean on it rely in it trust in it so that we are walking out of the word of truth in our lives and for our family's lives Could you repeat that? yes I can I can't I'm sorry yeah so whatever the word says over us that is the truth that's jesus he's the truth we are speaking the truth that we need to walk in lean on trust in rely on so we are walking out the word of truth in our lives and in our family's lives and that's along the same lines as in proverbs where it says trust in the lord this has been my my scripture since I was saved. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding. Right? Don't lean to your own understanding, but all your ways, trust in him and he will, he will lead you. He will guide you. He will, in fact, one time he even showed me that I, all, all I saw <laughs> was these footsteps in front of me. Dun, 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 dun. I'm like, my he goes that's jesus you walk in those you walk in those you walk in those steps wherever jesus goes you go 
I mean, and, and so that goes with the scripture. He has he a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Yeah. It was like God just showing me this is true. Because when you read something for the first time, and, you, and I didn't really know all of the things you guys probably knew when you were younger. And so when I grabbed something, I really sometimes didn't know what I was grabbing. God would, you know, give me a scripture and I would declare it, but I didn't always know everything that he could do with it. It was like, it's fabulous. You do one scripture and he just takes it to wherever. So it's so awesome. But I didn't know that at the time. So learning the word and then later he's revealing and giving me revelation of what that means and a vision of what that is saying. You are a lamp unto my feet. You are a light unto my path. This is my Bible and this is so true. And we cannot lay it down. We cannot give it up. We cannot stop. Because if we do, the next generations aren't going to have what they need to do what is going to be out there and what God is saying for them to do. They'll miss it. And we don't want them to miss it. We want them to be listening to the Father. And I'm not saying we're perfect in it, but we need to be wanting to listen, wanting to hear his word and not uh, us. You know, I... If you ask me a question, I could probably answer you by the Spirit, but that's what you would want. You would want me to answer you in the Spirit, not my own. Well, you know, I did that. And that was really dumb. You know, I mean, you want to be able to, he to help and, and to be comforting and to let the Holy Spirit talk to that person. Not you. Patty doesn't care what I want. She cares what God wants. And so learning that and understanding that through the word was so powerful for me and I could I could learn to walk in it and that's what this is really saying what is your identity this is who we are we are word people we are the true you know we're walking in the truth and there were things that I believed that weren't true so God also took care of those I, I had things in my life and so I so I would pray I'm like, that, it, I could just feel just hint of the floor. Well, is that not true, God? So then you get in your word and you start looking it up. And you may not have to do that because you've been a Christian a long time. But I'm just saying, there are times when the subtlety of the enemy will come in. And for some reason, we don't realize it. We should, you know, knowing the voice of the Father and the Holy Spirit. But there are just things we get into or our families. Maybe they're, they're struggling with something and they just... They aren't believing that God is going to take care of it. Then that's, that's good for us because of who God is in us. We can say, well, you know, this is what God did for me. I prayed, this, I prayed and I gave it to God and he did it. And, and then they learn. See, it's, it's just one of those things. It's what he was doing with the Israelites in those 40 years. He is trying to teach them who he is. This is who I am for you. I will feed you. I will clothe you. I will. And, and what happens after the scripture, um, in that, he, he tells them, this is why you're going to defeat every person that's coming. I'm going to defeat them for you. And they're going to be gone so that this place that I have chosen for you is yours. 
I mean, he was doing everything to get them to understand you're mine. You you belong to me. I've, you know, <laughs> I've chosen you. You're my royal priesthood. He was trying to tell them that and to love them and show them and have mercy and loving kindness. And they finally got out of it in 40 years. I don't want that to happen to my children. I don't want that to happen to my great-grandchildren. And I, I mean, I don't want it to happen to me. And I, yeah, like I said, I had 20 years of fun, you know. But I learned. I learned a lot. And I learned what God wants from me and what isn't him is me. You know what I mean? Then I know that, that they don't need that. They need you, God. And that took a while. And, it, you know, it might have taken a while for you, too, if you, you know, you look back to your life and, you know. But that's okay. Just keep going. Don't, don't quit, I want to say. I guess that would be my encouragement. Don't quit. Don't quit reading your word. Don't quit having your relationship with God. Don't quit praying because that's what the enemy wants. Because if we do that, then we are in trouble because he's going to take advantage of it every time. Um, John 8, 31 through 32. And this, um, John wrote to the Jews, that this is who he was writing this to, who had believed in Jesus. He's, and it says, if you abide in my teaching, this is Jesus talking, and you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth, who you are in Jesus, and that truth will set you free from the penalty of sin. So this is not just something that when they were hearing Jesus and there were multitudes of people hearing Jesus, if they were believing it, were they believing that Jesus was who he said he, he was? If they were, that's what John was saying, then you will know the truth, the freedom of who you are because of Jesus. And that truth will set you free from the penalty of sin. So he was trying to get them to understand you're hearing me and you like it, you know, you're, you're coming back. But you have to abide. Abiding. You have to live in it. You have to show that it's coming out. It's not just, I believe. Let me, let, you want to see it. You want to see that there's a change in you. Not just, well, yeah, I believe that. But, not, but everything's going wrong. Everything's going wrong. The enemy's attacking. So God's word is true, and um, when we grab a hold of that, when the enemy is coming against us, and he, ha he has all of us, I know many times, we've prayed for one another. We've been there for you. You've been there for me. That's what we have to do, because the enemy never stops. He will never stop until he's gone. But we always have Jesus. He's our light. You know, he's our light that we see in the darkness. He's the one that helps us when we are fighting that good fight of faith. He's the one that gives us that comfort, and we know he loves us. And we know that the enemy's a liar, but Jesus loves us. So um, hang on to that. that. And when you're abiding, it's so much easier to do that than when you're just trying to live it yourself. Because it just doesn't work. I've tried. It just doesn't work. But when I found Christ... In that way, it was like, yes, I want to abide. I have to live 
in your spirit. I have to live when I got spirit filled. Before I got spirit filled, I, I had heard people and I knew it was a thing, but I didn't really know, understand it, you know. But it was like I had to raise two babies and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to teach them. I don't know what to I want them to know you, God. They, they have to know you. Because I, I, my family wasn't saved. God, they have to know you. And I didn't know what to do. And this man came to the church. And he said, if anybody wants to be spirit-filled, just come forward. And I ran. I ran. <laughs> Dee was behind. And Deb and Lon. And we, I ran to the front. Oh my God. I have to have this. I don't know what it is. But I think it's something I need. Because I, I, they would talk, you know, in the spirit, and they would in, interpret. And I'm like, I need to hear that. I need to hear you. And this was the next step. And I just, I was like, yes, Scott. He didn't even touch me. <laughs> I mean, he put his hand up, and it was, I was like, yes, that's what I needed. I needed to know that when I pray, you hear me. And that when you speak, I hear you. And it was the most powerful thing for me because then the Lord said, the Lord knew my heart, God, what do I do with my babies? They have to know you, and I don't know anything. So I was cleaning the church one night, and they had a Bible sitting up here. And the Lord said, go to my word. I went to his word, put my hands on it, and I heard. And then through me, he said, know me, know my word. And I'm like, oh, God, you're so good. And because they didn't, that, that church, you know, everybody listened and didn't really read their word at the time. It was, that, it was just a Pentecostal church. And Jim will say that too. He went through that. I don't know if he went through that or not. But Dee never, I mean, he knew the word because they did preach the word. Thank you, Jesus. That was good. But to know him for myself, we had never read the word like that. I didn't know that that was what I needed to help my children know him. Because when I got saved, I got saved. <laughs> I was like, I, I died, came back, and the, the pastor, he was a pastor, he was a missionary, but it was a pastor at the time, he comes into the room and he says, don't you think it's time? <laughs> I said, yeah, it is, I need Jesus. I could have gone to hell right that day, you know? So for me, it was just, wow, God. So for my babies, I, I'm like, okay, Lord, so I'm going to get in the Word. How do I do that? How do I stay motivated to do this? He said, I want you to be a teacher. I went, oh, okay. My mom was a teacher, an English teacher. So I kind of, I'm like, oh, well, I guess it could be in the family. But the Lord said, I want you to grab my Word, and I want you to teach Sunday school. I want you to teach your children the Word of God. And that's how I became a teacher was because I said, I have to know you before my children. I have to know you to teach my children. I can't not know you and try to, oh, yeah, this happened. This is a nice little story. It's not a story. It's life. It was what happened. It was truth. And that's why I needed to let that come forth in me first. And they were little, you know, so God would teach me. I, would, I, I found the book that I thought was the best that talked about the Word. 
taught the stories and stuff, but then I could study them. Then the God would show me, okay, I want you to look this up, or I want you to see this, or, I want, or he would reveal this to me, but without the Spirit, I wouldn't have heard that. So that happened before the other. And so for God to do that and help me be who I needed to be, not only for my children, but for Deb's children and Bev's children and all the people that were there at the time, to give them the word, to let them know that Jesus loved them, to let them understand this isn't just a story. This is God coming into someone's life, Joseph, you know, all these people. And he came into their life and he said, this is the way, walk ye in it. This is the way to do and be, you know, be who you want to be because you've chosen to listen to me. Wow. Wow. That, if that doesn't show you God's love, he, he just loves us so much. He doesn't give up. He never gives up. He never says, oh, Barb, you've just gone too far. <laughs> you know, I never heard that. I just heard, just keep going. Just keep walking. Just <clears throat> keep hearing me. Keep trying to be uh, available. Be available. I heard that a lot. Be available. Because when the Holy Spirit speaks, I want to hear him. I don't want to be, oh, God, I'll get to you later. Be available. When God says something, stop. That's why it's like, I'm in the car, God. You're showing me a vision. I'm in the car. <laughs> you know, I, can't, I can't close my eyes, you know. But that's okay because he took care of it. He was just showing me. I didn't realize it. I didn't understand. There's something new for me. But um, God is good. He's just so good all the time. I got kind of off, but... Um, I just wanted I just want you to see my heart I guess because it's so important just like D goes this is my husband if not um he says why are you in the nursery <laughs> like well Janice asked me number one <laughs> but I said you know I said God has given me such a heart for them and even though I'm old and I can't get on the floor that's what I need K for, and you. Um, get on the floor with those babies and live on them. Um, but this is how I found God. This is what he did for me to teach me and correct me. Uh, the scripture that says um, uh, the Holy Spirit uh, is our comforter, and he leads us and he guides us. But he also corrects us and disciplines us. And that scripture was so important to me because then I realized if I did something wrong, I felt really bad about myself because I felt bad about myself when I was, before I got saved. So that was where I went. When I did something wrong or, you know, wasn't right or whatever, I just, condemnation, just let that come, you know, and it would just cover me. I'm so sorry, God, I didn't know, I, I didn't know. And finally, when I found the scriptures, once we got a pastor that, that taught the word, and the scripture said, there is now, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who love Christ. I was like, hallelujah. <laughs> so then I knew that when that came, I could say, no, I am not condemned. I am Christ's. And I did make a mistake, and I am sorry, Lord, and we're moving on. And so it's just, and it was neat because even in this identity thing, we're 
we're always going to need the word. We're always going to have something in our life that's going to pop up and you go, where did that come from? Come from the enemy. And I don't know who it was. Somebody was saying, well, the enemy knows everything that you've gone through. And I never thought about it that way. But that's why the Lord did that. He just quickened that in, in me. Oh, that's not what God wants me to do. I asked for forgiveness. And my other thing was, Lord, help me not to give place to that again. You know, to cut that off from coming back in and wanting to do that again. Um, especially how you feel about yourself. It's, it's more that kind of thing. How do I feel about myself? And... And I learned that the word, especially with these kind of things, is so good. Um, learned that the word was so powerful that when I brought the word in, that had to leave. And it might have taken, I don't know, a couple times, it was like a couple years, because it was so ingrained in me. You're stupid. That was, that was the thing. My, I never got any kind of lifting or, you know, whatever you call it. Thank you. Um, any kind of <laughs> whatever that word's called help me help thank you affirmation at all and so i heard that i just felt like that's what they were saying they may not have been saying you're stupid but the way they treated me or what they how they said things or you know whatever i never felt loved and i never felt affirmation of any kind so those were the things that the, and that may not be yours so that was the thing that the lord that the enemy used against me so I have fought that until, I don't know, uh, for, for me anyway, so that I wouldn't say it about myself probably 10 years ago. That's a long time. I've been saved since 16, girls. <laughs> but that was the one thing that had a hold. And I just didn't understand why. Don't say that. You know, zip it, you know. And, and the Lord was just so kind and so loving. And he would bring things to my remembrance. And, you know, when I would think that. And I didn't always say it, but I would think that. And the Lord would bring the word to me, you know. And so that's what we need to do. If, if you're still struggling with something, and it, you may not be as old as we are. Maybe we've gotten rid of all that. But there are times that, or somebody else will say something, and it will bring up a memory. Or just those kind of things that the enemy wants to just come in so subtly. And all of a sudden you're thinking about it or you've used that word or you've said that thing that you know is not true. It's okay. Just come against it with the word and say, you know what? That is not who I am. And I had to do that out loud. That is not who I am. I am not stupid. I am loved. You know, I mean, use the word. Find the scriptures. Your identity thing. And we're going to go through that in a minute. Um, who I am. This says here... Satan's lie is you are a sinner because you sinned. But God's truth is you are a saint, one declared righteous by God who sins. So if I would use that, that situation and the enemy would come and say, well, you did that. You're just an old sinner. No, I was bought with a price. You know, I, I'm, I'm a child of God and I am sorry. I don't want that thought in my mind anymore. So it's just so, e it's, it's easy. It's so easy sometimes it's like, did that take? <laughs> you know, it's because God made it that way. He did it all. Jesus did it all. That's, that, that song, Jesus did it all. He did it all. And that's truth. And 
if you have something that is in the Word and you look, boy, God's not doing that for me, make it a truth for you. Grab that scripture and say, you know what? This, God said this is who I am, so I'm going to make it a truth for me. Not a lot, you know, not what the enemy says, but what God says about me. You know, I am, uh-oh, there it is. Yay, God. Yep. Hallelujah. Art, can I say something for a minute, too? And I think with the way you're talking and stuff, and a lot of, even me sometimes, though, don't realize. Uh -huh. Satan knows the Bible. I mean, he's, he's an angel in heaven, you know, and he was yeah. cast out of heaven. And I think a lot of saved people don't realize that he does know the word. And maybe he mm -hmm. doesn't use it himself, but he could get other people mm -hmm. to use it for him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I even had, um, at one point, I cleaned the church at Open Bible for years, and, and the Lord had told me, I heard him say, I want you to clean the church, don't take any money. No problem. So I did that. And they were trying to pay me. I can't pay me because God said I'm supposed to do this, and I'm not supposed to get paid. So one night, I don't know, it had been a couple years. I never really, you know, I just did what I was supposed to do. Two or three years, maybe. And I'm down on the floor and I'm cleaning whatever, you know, whatever it was in the, in the foyer. And I heard this voice say, the scripture that says um, about being worthy of hire. I can't remember it now. Yes, yes. Thank you. And I was like, I mean, I knew it wasn't God. God had already told me. So it's just like when he said, you know, I already said this. I, I already spoke it. And I knew that wasn't God. And you I know the scripture. It was, I knew the scripture. And so because I knew the scripture and I knew God, I knew that wasn't him. I said, devil, you just get out of here. I am doing what God told me to do. And I am blessed because of it. And I thought, that was the first time I'd ever realized, and he, he didn't say it per word, you know what I mean? You just kind of da-da-da-da, you should be paid kind of thing. I thought, no, you are such a liar. Because that would have taken the blessing away. If I would have done that and said, well, you need to pay me now, that would have taken the whole blessing away from what I was getting because I was being obedient. Don't, and, and for my, our whole lives, God has blessed us. We've never gone without. Even when Dee didn't have a job, I didn't have a job. God blessed us, gave Dee a, a job in a, two weeks. He had lost his job, or he quit his job, more money than we had ever made. And he said, I can't do this. It's, we're not a family anymore. I'm working swing, it's awful. And he said, I'm, I gotta quit this, can I quit? I said, you can quit, you just quit. And God will take it, care of it. And he did. Um, we, we always paid $40 back then in our tithe. And we had uh, his grandma, his, yeah, his grandma, sent us a check. She'd never done it before and never did it again. 40 bucks. I said, we got a tithe. This is great. We went to church, put it in. Next day, got a job. I went, God, you're faithful. And so we knew what to do with it. But it's like that. Sometimes we don't know what, we're, what to do. But God does. So that's why it's so important to find out what his word says. Because the enemy can. He can, you know, oh, that's not meant for you, that word. That wasn't meant for you. It is meant for you. It's always meant for you. He did it for all of us. He didn't just do it for you or me. He did it for everybody. So this word is for everybody on this earth. And we just want them to receive it. 
We want them to find Christ so that they can have what God did for them. Um, this is my last, my last scripture. Um, I think I read this one about abiding, right? Okay. Uh, John 8, right? I said that one, John 8, 31. Okay. So, and I said 34, which was, okay, got that. Okay, so John 14, 4. Jesus was telling the disciples about heaven, and he said, To the place that I am going, you know the way. Thomas answered, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way to God. I am the real truth and the real life. No one comes to the Father but through me. That scripture helps us to see that there, that the enemy can want to come in and make us think that there is no way, there is no truth, and there is no life. He can do that. And I know you've probably all ex experienced that at one time or another with something. But that's not true. God says he, he has made Jesus for us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. He is everything to us. I'm not sure what, where that scripture is, but it is scripture. And because he has done that, we can grab a hold of it. Solid. We can grab a hold of that solid truth and walk in what God wants us to walk in. And when we have things, family going through things, we know that when we pray, God hears us. He says he will. He says he will. And when we know that, you can stand in that. But the Bible says, above, after you've done everything, just stand. Stand and watch the salvation of the Lord. Watch what he does. It's amazing. It's awesome. And that's what we want. We want people to know Jesus. That's, that's what we've been talking about for a long time here at church, what, three years now? And that's what we want. So I told the Lord, I said, give me, give me a way to evangelize. How do I evangelize? I don't know anything about it. I am not Greg, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, when you have an anointing for us, one thing, but I don't know. So I had told Jan Janice and Barry, God gave, showed me a book <laughs> called Carrying the Presence. And this man has been an evangelist for years. And he has a book about what he teaches these thousands or hundreds of kids he has in his church, how to go out and evangelize and to love them. And the biggest thing in that book is you need to first make sure that you can love anybody. Okay? Because if you can't love them when you look at them, then you can't, you, there's no way anything you say is ever going to matter. Okay? Because you know how we are. You know? We need love. God has made us that way. We needed his love to be able to, 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 to look up and say, I need Jesus. I need God. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to do. And when you do that, he just fills us with his love. And then that, for me, because I was brought up the way I was, when that love came in, I was like, wow. Wow. My thing was, though, I figured every person that was in my church at that time knew Jesus. So they're all going to love me. 
wrong. <laughs> but I didn't let that stop that. I mean, it was like, God, I know you do. And that's where to start. If you know God loves you, then you can move on. And you can go love someone else. There's a, a song that the Gaither said about, I am loved, I am loved, I, I can risk loving you. And that's true. Because you know you're loved. If you don't know you're loved, then just get with God. Just make sure that everything is okay, you know? Because the enemy is using that against you. He doesn't want you to feel loved. He doesn't want your children to feel loved. I know you wor we work with that a lot when our kids were young. We wanted them to feel loved by us. We wanted them to feel loved and knew they were loved by the people around us. And Patty's brought it up a number of times. We've been together 20 years. You can't do anything but love, right? And that's true. And we're not perfect. Janice and Barry aren't perfect. But I tell you what, if you'll know them by the Spirit of God, you will see God in them. And that's what, that's gonna, I, that's what I'm going to leave you with. You need to love by the Spirit of God. You need to know people by the Spirit. Okay? I didn't know Rose very well. I mean, I've known her a long time, but I didn't really know her well until a few years ago. And um, I, I just loved her. It was just like, Lord, just let me love her. Let me show that. I, do, I did, but I wanted her to know that. I hope she knows that. You know? I mean, it's just, you just, because if I can't do that and you don't see God in me, I have a problem. You know, I, I have an issue that God needs to deal with because I should be able to love whoever walks in that back door, no matter who it is. And I even last week, well, a couple years, well, yeah, last week, there was a, a couple I was just having trouble with. And I told the Lord, I said, I was talking about it. And I thought, Lord, that's not right. I shouldn't feel this way. I know they didn't do a very nice thing. But God, you love them and you want to use them. And so I have to give this to you. I, I can't have that feeling of not loving them because then that's going to start growing. And I don't want that to grow. I want to love people. And so that's what this guy was saying. If you can love like that, if you can let God, if you can let God's love love through you, that love that comes down into you, and you can let it come out, even if it's someone that you just, oh man, they just, Sometimes they're, you know, love them anyway. Maybe you're the one that's going to bring, you know, that um, miracle to them. Then they can love. You know, maybe they'll see that they need to love, you know, everybody. We need, and the Bible even says, love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, do you love yourself? Start there. Do I love myself? That was a hard one. I had to, I didn't love I didn't love it because I didn't like what was in me. And so it was like, okay, God, let's get rid of some of this stuff. And that, that, that's just being honest. I mean, God sees us. He knows. And he knows what needs to leave and what needs to come. Um, so with all of that, um, if that's something that you see you need to work on, give it to God. Just give it to God and say, hey, Lord, I'm just checking here, you know. And even going through the Freedom in Christ helped. I had a list of people that 
and I, and I, I wrote everybody down I could possibly think of, even Dina, which is, you know, and I knew I had forgiven her. But I wrote them all down, and I'm like, nope, nope, ooh, there's something there. And it was just like, well, God, I just give that to you. I'm going to love them anyway, no matter what. I just, you know, I'm just going to give it to you. And by the time I was done, I was like, wow, I feel so much better. And I, don't, I didn't have a lot of them, but I did have a few that hit me. You know, it was like, yeah, God, I thought I did that. You know, I thought, and, I, and, I, and I'm just saying, I love them, you know, and I want the best for them. So I just prayed over them all that if they didn't know Jesus, they did. They would find him, you know. So um, <clears throat> love yourself. Love yourself. Yeah. When yeah, I was sitting watch all of you guys mm -hmm. work and everything, and be praying and everything. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'd always sit there and I says, you know, Greg, I pray all the time, but I don't see God working in my prayers like they working in their prayers. And he says, well, God's working on you. Mm -hmm. Finally, he looked at me the last time I said anything to him about. It. He says, Barb, he says, I'm going to tell you. And he says, I keep holding off telling you because he says, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to make you mad at me. But he says, you have to love yourself first. Yes, yeah, you do. And if you don't love yourself, mm -hmm. I mean, you can pray for people and yeah, you want to see yeah. the answers. And I'm not saying they, my prayers aren't heard mm -hmm. and they right, aren't right. being touched yeah. by those prayers. Yeah. But I'm not going to see the fulfillment mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it is important. And I didn't realize that. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> when you do, when you realize that God is saying you need to love yourself, and I just started going through people in my life, my family, my mom and dad, grandma and grandma, I didn't really have, I had a grandma, I didn't have, the others were gone. And anything and everything that I could possibly cover and say, Lord, I just, I just give that all away. I had to do that. I just, I just give them all to you. God's gracious. My, my, Let's see, one, two. My, both of my brothers are in heaven, and my mom and dad. So, I mean, I have had a lot of prayers in a long time, you know, for my family. But I loved them enough, even though they had hurt me. It was like, God, but, but they, you love them. And I, I may not be too happy about what they've done, but I have to give this to you because I, I, want, I want to love who I am, and you need to teach me how to do that. And that's what he had to do. He had to teach me how to love myself. Because, um, you know, too heavy. I'm trying, working on that. It's just things you look at and you go, oh, I really would like to fix this. But ultimately, God loves me. He made me just the way I am. And he loves me. And so the temptations and the things of the enemy that, that have either I've let in and it's changed the way I look or, you know, maybe what I thought or believed was like, God, I need those out. I need that gone. And I need to believe who you are. Because when I do that, that that's showing that I love myself. I, I love me enough to find God. I love myself enough to find what Jesus wants to do for me. That's showing that I love myself. I, 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 I want myself to be where exactly where God wants me to be, doing what God wants me to do. And the only way I can do that is to let him work let him do that work in me so that I can love because if I can't love other people and I can't tell them that and I can't show them that then I shouldn't be evangelizing because that's what other people are going to see well they don't like themselves why should I want Jesus when they're you know I mean that 
that, and that's how the enemy works. He, he, he doesn't want us to love ourselves. He doesn't want God to work on us so that we do. He wants us to just be <clears throat> who we always were. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and there's no power, I guess I, say, I should say. There's no power there then because love is power. When you feel loved, don't you feel, if you really think about it, when you feel loved, when your grandma, your you know, grandbabies come and they love you, you feel like on the top of the world. You know that they love you. They don't know anything about you. They're little. <laughs> but your grandma, you know. So let God do that. And that's my prayer. Um, let God do that in us so that we can love ourselves and let God love us. If you'll let God love you, if you just pull down all those walls and say, Lord, just fill me, just fill me with your love for every person I ever see. I don't care what they've done to me. I don't care what they've said about me. I'm going to let it go. I'm moving on. I'm not going to be stuck in this desert. I'm moving on to where it's green and there's water and there's life. I'm moving on to that. Think of it that way. I'm moving on to life and life more abundantly. That's what Jesus bought for us. So, well, do I close in prayer, or what do you want to do? Or do you want to sure. pray? Or <clears throat> Father, we just thank you and praise you for your word. Father, I thank you for these ladies. And Father, I do pray, Father, that as we, we see you and we let you love us, that we will love ourselves and that we will be able to do everything that you have declared we are in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, thank you for these ladies. I ask that you bless their day. I thank you, Father God, for their lives, that they are an epistle that people are reading, and that they, and, then, and people will see love and grace and mercy in them. And so, Father, we just thank you for your word. I just thank you for this day. I thank you for the power that you have given to us. We, we have the power of God. And so, Father, we thank you that, that with our words, we can change the atmosphere. We can change our lives by the word that comes out of our mouth. And so, Father, we just thank you and praise you for that opportunity and the wisdom, Father, to use your word to bring life and healing and wholeness in Jesus' name. So thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen.